Hey friends, welcome to episode 151 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker and my guest today is Lynn Perkins. She is the CEO and founder of Urban Sitter and she's going to talk to us about finding childcare today with so many moms working and everybody's busy. We've all got places to go, things to do. How do you find childcare. Well, Lynn is here and she's going to shed some light on that and how Urban Sitter helps parents do that. All right, here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. having a great week so far. I know it's been hot here in Southern California and we've been basically doing anything and everything we can to try to stay cool, which is not an easy thing to do when you have a very busy, very active five-year-old. But Channing is done with preschool, you guys. Um, I'm not going to lie. I totally cried when I was hugging her teachers. (laughs) They probably think I'm a little nuts. But I just was overwhelmed. I mean, it's been, she's been at this preschool for three years and had basically the same teachers for the last uh, couple of years. And it was just very um, emotional. And I'm sure I'm going to cry next week too when she goes off to kindergarten because it's that moment where your baby is entering the school system. You know, there she's where she's going to be for the next like, what is it? I almost said 18 years, but that's not right. I think it's like, 15 years? Oh gosh, I'm not doing math. Please don't judge me on my math skills. Um, anyway, so it's been uh, an emotional couple of days. I've also been working like crazy, still struggling to find that work-life balance um, with my new jobs, my many jobs that I have. I honestly don't know how, like, do you guys, when you're on Instagram or you're looking at other mommy bloggers that you admire, do you ever wonder, like, how are they doing this? Because some women are traveling around the world, going to speaking engagements. They are authors. They're making television appearances. And somehow they manage to go home and cook like a fancy dinner and Pinterest something as well. I don't know how they're doing it, but I wish someone would tell me their secrets. (laughs) Because I sometimes, I think all day on Sunday, I just laid in bed all day. Not in bed, on the couch all day. Uh, well, at one point I did get up and play some Nintendo <laughs> because I'm a large child, but, um, I, I just, I don't know how everyone's doing it because I get overwhelmed and I need a break. I need to just tune everything out or I get really stressed out and really overwhelmed. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know how you deal with stress. And I seem to be a magnet for stress. So Besides that, though, I actually really enjoy my job. I got to go to this weird thing last night, this pop-up event for this new movie called The Happy Time Murders. It stars my nemesis, Melissa McCarthy. And um, if you're following along at home, you know why she's my nemesis. And anyway, I went to this thing, and it was this weird speakeasy with, like, triple X R-rated puppets. <laughs> and they're, like, on stripper poles and passing out like candy and 
but it's not candy. Wink, wink. Like it just was very strange. Very strange. I put up, I did a report on it um, on the NBCLA Facebook page. If you want to check that out, it was just very bizarre. And I also went to uh, another pop-up event. These are very popular. These pop-up events here in LA called the the small for a small foot movie. It stars Channing Tatum and LeBron James and Zendaya. And um, they made this like Yeti village experience. This like very cold tundra like experience where the Yeti uh, a Yeti might live. And that was so much fun. I put a video of that up on my Instagram page if you want to check that out at Motherhood in Hollywood. Um, And also make sure you follow me on the Facebook at Motherhood in Hollywood and on Twitter at Heather Brooker. So my guest today is Lynn Perkins and Lynn is the founder and CEO of Urban Sitter. Now I'm sure at some point you have wondered um, about childcare. You wonder where you're going to find a good sitter, where you're going to uh, if you can get a sitter last minute, I know for me, that's like a big, uh, a big, a constant challenge. And it's hard. It's hard to find childcare that you trust and that you can afford. Like if we could all afford to pay the $50 an hour nanny, I'm sure we would, but I can't afford that. Um, and if you can, Hey, good for you. Uh, so I, uh, it's hard. It's hard to find childcare, people that you trust and people that you can afford. So we talked to Lynn about that, about some tips and some, um, things that parents can keep in mind when they're looking for a childcare provider. So I am going to wrap up my mommy monologue and get right to my interview with Lynn Perkin. Now, we have a lot to talk about. Are you ready? I'm ready. Thank you for having me. <laughs> sure. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here on this hot day. It's actually been like a little bit cooler. We had like, it, it dropped a few degrees in LA for once. Well, so it's, it's been nice. I'm ba- Urban Sitter is nationwide, but we're based in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And everyone here keeps telling me like, oh, it's so hot. It's so hot. Well, you know, in August in San Francisco, it's like 55 and foggy. Oh my so gosh. So this is actually a lovely, a lovely, for me, this is a lovely change. A like little heat wave. A little heat wave. Because you said you grew up in San Diego though, right? So you're used to the SoCal heat. I'm used to it. But you forget Ooh. when you're away from it, you mm-hmm. forget, um, I think you lose your tolerance. And so it's, uh, it's so also. So what is the winter like then in the Bay Area? The Bay Area is almost always somewhere between 55 and 65 degrees. Wow. In, San, in the city of San Francisco. But you can get, if you, in the summer, if you want a little heat, you go 15 minutes outside of the city and it's, it's in really the 80s. Hot. Yeah. That's so interesting. That must be why so many people want to live there because that sounds really dreamy. It's very temperate. You can wear the same outfit every day if you want. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit. First of all, tell everybody who may not know, what is Urban Sitter? So Urban Sitter is a website and app, and it helps parents and childcare providers connect. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I describe it as the open table for babysitting. You come on, you need a sitter tomorrow because your nanny's canceled. And not only are we going to show you all the sitters that are available, but we actually have an algorithm that sorts them and says, hey, six parents from your school have used this sitter or four people in your neighborhood. So we give you a lot of social proof to help you find a sitter um, that is connected to your family. I think for me, like when we first had our daughter, um, I was very reticent to use any babysitters because I was essentially a stay-at-home mom. So I didn't really feel like it made any sense to get a sitter. Um, and then a friend of mine, uh, we, we did like a co-share thing with a nanny one day a week to kind of give ourselves a little bit of a break. But, um, I remember looking at Urban Sitter because my husband's work 
um, had a discount, had like an employee discount or something through Urban Sitter. And that was the one website I actually looked at. And I don't remember if I actually booked anybody through there or not, but I remember like looking through and going, this is really great. What a great idea for parents. Um, tell me how they, how are sitters found? Like, is, can anybody just apply to be on the site? Well, anyone can apply, but we only take a small percentage of the sitters who apply. So being a technology-based company, one of the things that we really pride ourselves in is finding the latest in um, trust and safety around technologies, um, tr- trust me- mechanisms. And mm-hmm. so not only do we have kind of what you would expect in terms of national background checks and um, verification, but we also do things like we look at what has that sitter posted on social media. So, you know, we don't want the sitter who's saying like, oh, those bratty kids. Right, right. Um, we also uh, have sitters do a video so you can watch their video and find out about them. Um, the sitters get paid through the site and so they're giving us their banking information and, and we're constantly through all these checks verifying to make sure that the sitter is you know who they say they are and that they're going to be a good actor um, and then after that once they're cleared on the platform they'll show up in your search in different ways depending on how they're connected to you. So somebody here in your neighborhood who's babysat for an elementary school age kid many, many times is going to come up higher than somebody who doesn't live in your area and hasn't worked for somebody, whether it's at your preschool or for Okay. And you can use the same person over and over again if you want. You can. And what's great is like, let's say you have, for instance, I have like three or four favorite sitters and let's say I know I need someone tomorrow. I can say in the app like, hey, send the message out to these three. It'll remember that I paid, you know, so-and-so $10 an hour last mm-hmm. time well, nobody's ten dollars an hour in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm like so wait a minute no, wait what? a second I, I paid you know this <laughs> one to me. twenty dollars <laughs> an hour this one twenty two dollars an hour and mm-hmm. so the great thing is even if I have sort of a fleet of my favorite sitters mm-hmm. it can actually take it off my to-do list because it'll contact all of them simultaneously and then it's like whoever, whoever responds expects, first yeah exactly yeah. and it'll remember what I paid each of them that's so helpful especially because sometimes we don't have time to go back through and um for me, the biggest fear, and I think probably for a lot of parents, is the security aspect of it all. Because you're essentially inviting a stranger into your home to take care of your most prized possession and, you know, your love. And that, for me, has always been, um, um, you know, hard to hard to do. So I reach out a lot to my friends and my community of friends who've been wonderful about helping. But um, what do you say to parents to help them sort of, like, quell that fear and that concern? Yeah, I think it's a few things. So number one, I always say, make sure whether you find them on a sitter or you know even through a friend, like make sure you've vetted that candidate to make sure that they have all the background checks that your family is comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I say like, don't just look for somebody who's used them once. So find somebody who said, hey, this sitter's been with us for twenty jobs, or we've we've worked with this sitter for two years. Because really, and we show this on Urban Sitter, we call it the repeat family badge. So we can show you this sitter has worked for eight families more than once because you. Really really want someone who's built up a relationship with a family um, or a reference. If you call a reference, you know, ask like how frequently did the sitter work for you? Um, Really dive in and find out like, is this going to be the person who's the right fit for your family? So the parents can do that, can take the reins on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say, um, especially for your first time, meet many people, um, maybe meet them out in public somewhere, have them meet you at a park or a cafe somewhere Mm -hmm. where it's not your home because that feels a lot less especially for the first time you're hiring somebody. Um, And I always love to ask um, the sitters, you know, tell me about your favorite activities for kids my age. Because they might have 20 years of experience, but you really want to know that you're hiring somebody who is familiar with your child's age. Who gets that age group. Yeah, because we have had people come over 
sober before who are just a lot more um, hands-off. And I have a very active five-year-old who wants to play. Like every anyone who's ever come over to babysit, she's like, you're my new best friend and we're going to do everything together. So get ready. Like I love <laughs> asking. I always say my favorite, like personally, one of my mm-hmm. favorite questions is, okay, I have three boys and they love board games. Come in and tell me about like, what was your favorite board game as a kid? Or what do you imagine right. doing with them in an afternoon that would be fun for you and fun for them because I think it kind of gives you a gauge of okay how active is this sitter because there are people who are a little more I won't say like sedentary but a little bit quieter who are great with infants but when you have somebody who's incredibly active you need to have a sitter who can keep pace yeah yeah tell me how you personally got into this because this seems like such a large undertaking anything in the childcare industry feels like there's a lot of um care that has to go into it oh definitely I mean you can imagine with trust being sort of paramount here. Um, I started it. I, I had started two internet companies previously, but I was actually shifting gears from a different industry, decided to take some time off. And my twins were about 18 months old at the time. My plan was to take a year off, but I'd love to connect people. And it was the first time I had really connected with moms since having kids. And people would say to me like, Oh, I've met your nanny and she's fabulous. Does she have any friends that babysit? Or I would meet moms who would say, um, wow, it seems like you and Steven get a chance to go out quite a bit. Like, how do you do that? And over and over again, these moms would tell me that because they, that, or they would be feel trusted, like, oh, because I've met your nanny, I would trust her friend. Or, oh, because another mom from my preschool has used this sitter. And I felt like there had to be a way with technology to take those connections and bring them online so that it was easier to find these type of care providers. And I just kind of took it on as a challenge. And, you know, I started personally setting friends up with nannies and babysitters and then found the right tools and the right um, co-founders to help me build it. So you have a, a background in tech startup? Is that what sort of? I've done two other tech startups, but mm-hmm. I myself am not technical. Okay, um, it's the so sort you're of, the idea lady. I'm the idea lady. <laughs> I'm like the jack of all trades, master of none. Right, right. Yeah. Do you watch Simi Valley? No, or Silicon Valley. Silicon, yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's a little too real. It's a sort of, <laughs> um, you know, when something is too close to you, it's almost right. a little painful. I find yeah. it a little painful. I feel that way about. Um, shows in broadcasting because um, I have a background in broadcast journalism and I've been in a newsroom for decades and uh, dating myself. But um, every time I watch a show that's about a newsroom, I'm always like, oh, we don't do that. You're not getting it right. So it's very frustrating. It's true. Me. It's yeah. either like on the one hand, it's frustrating. Yeah. And on the other hand, it's too real. And yeah. so you, it's almost painful to watch. So you've got the right. painful because it's not accurate, painful because it's too accurate. Right, right. Maybe that's why we watch... Uh, shows that are maybe so different than we are like breaking bad was so hugely popular totally. because nobody was like, that's my life. It's true. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Brian Cranston is me. Um, so tell me a little bit about your kids then. Like you have twins. I have twins who are 10 and then I have a little guy who is going into kindergarten that just turned five. Awesome. And I assume they're keeping you very busy. They keep me very busy. Mm-hmm. The 10 year olds are funny now because so I obviously use urban sitter frequently mm-hmm. and my older kids now are at the point where so I don't always tell the sitters that I work at urban I was sitter. gonna say no. when they come to your house are you like totally like undercover boss I'm undercover boss I don't usually tell them sometimes you should be on that show what an awesome it would show. be a great one all right I'm oh my gosh put, I'm gonna be. put that out there right now because that would be so amazing to watch because nobody would know that you're the boss and you could just be hiring them to come in Ooh, okay. I think we're gonna put that out there I could hire the sitters I could also go out as a sitter and yeah. um so what see happens, what it's like on the other side because what if these sitters walk into a situation with like nightmare families well so that's Ooh. exactly when I built urban sitter there's another component to urban sitter the same way you as a parent want all this vetting and trust mm-hmm. if you're you know imagine you're a 
21-year-old woman, you've just moved to Chicago, you want to earn additional income, going to a new family's house is incredibly intimidating. And so we actually give the sitters the same type of purview you have to the sitters. We do it for them on families. Right. So if I'm a new sitter, I don't see your address or your kid's name or age until the job's already been connected. Mm. But what I do see is that you've had sitters come to your home before. They felt safe in your home. So we're both getting that sign of trust. Um, But you're asking about my 10-year-old. So they're funny because I don't tell people that I work at Urban Center. Right. But I can tell how my kids have behaved when I come home because my older two are savvy now and they'll tell the sitter that I'm the co-founder of the company if they're behaving poorly. So now oh, I, I've, I've put this together. Oh, that's so smart. Yes. Little stinker. Totally. I've oh totally like put this together. So when the sitter tells me, oh, by the way, you know, your kids told me that you're one of the co-founders of Urban Sitter. I now know that that's a sign that they were misbehaving for the babysitter. <gasps> oh, wow. So the jig's up. Did you bust them? I did oh, bust hey, them. Stop telling people that. <laughs> And well, I just said, I see a trend here. Every time the sitter has a tough time with you at bedtime or mm-hmm. you tell her that we eat, get like six desserts in this family, seems yeah. like you like to throw out the urban center uh-huh. thing. <laughs> um, that's so interesting to you that you brought it up about how the sitters themselves feel because I personally am hyper aware of that. Like if Chris and I are out, there's been a couple of times where we've driven separately um, to go somewhere and then we drive home separately. And I've told him like, don't go in the house by yourself until I get there because I don't want this girl to be like alone in a house with a grown man. Obviously my husband is amazing and lovely and would never do anything, but I don't want the sitter to feel uncomfortable. I'm hyper aware of that because I remember babysitting as a kid and you know, I don't know if it was a different time or maybe I just got lucky, but I lived in a time where the dads would drive the babysitter. Absolutely. Home. Me too. And now I would never let that happen. No. Never. So I'm hyper aware of whenever Chris is coming home before me, or if he, like if I'm stuck at an event or something, I always let the babysitter know like, Hey, my husband is going to have to come home. I'm not going to be there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. Or I try to let them know in advance. So they're he's not, not a creepy dad. He's not the creepy dad. Yeah. And he's, he's such a like goofball. He's not creepy at all, but I still never want someone when they're in my home to feel uncomfortable in any way. Right. Well, and it's interesting because a lot of dads use urban center because they tell us like for me to text a woman, a younger woman and invite her to come and watch my child feels inappropriate. Whereas like right. through the platform. So if I'm a sitter and I'm taking a job from whether it's a single dad or a married dad, you name it. I can see that they know another family that I babysat for. It all of a sudden makes it feel more professional and yeah. takes away that component. Right. That creepy component. We yeah. all know. I mean, yeah. we've all been there. Yeah. Um, and I just remember very vividly, like dad's having to drive me home and like, my mom didn't know any better. Like she just didn't know, like not to, that's not a good idea. But I think, I don't know. It's just what they did back then. Like the dads always just took, home and the mom stayed home and put the kids to bed and like they didn't nobody cared about the young like 14 15 year old babysitter so um you mentioned something earlier about the hourly rates like talk about how much we're looking to spend because I have a lot of moms who are like oh I found a sitter for $20 an hour it's a steal and I'm like get out of here that's crazy so my secret for finding um very qualified yet more inexpensive childcare providers mm-hmm. is to find, um, so you can find nursing students and students are getting their masters in education mm-hmm. and they're doing this on the side to supplement, um, their income to pay for school or whatever it might be. And a lot of times they're looking to gain more experience, but yet I've had, um, nursing students who are, have worked in the NICU before. They're clearly more experienced with infants than I probably am. Right. Um, I also think if you live in an area that's highly priced, so for instance, in California, New yeah, York, yeah. finding a sitter who's just moved here from Ohio, um, and I'm not to 
say that you're trying to take advantage of their price rates, but you know, on urban center, they're also trying to build their reputation and their prices go up as they get more and more business. But if you find someone who's background checked, verified as, as an an educator, all these different things, like you can actually find a good deal. Um, I also have seen more and more recently, families will hire a sitter together. So you have Mm -hmm. uh, one child and she probably has friends and Mm -hmm. you and that other family could decide to go out and split the sitter. Um, And I'm seeing more of that happening where families are saying, Hey, we're going out for dinner with another couple. It's our three kids. They love art projects. We're going to have popcorn. You know, they make it appealing. It's kind of appealing actually for the sitter and the kids. Yeah. Like we've, we've done that a couple of times. We did that actually a few weeks ago in um, San Diego. We were at Comic-Con and we had a few events in the evening we wanted to go out to. So we had hired a a sitter through a friend, uh, friend's recommendation. And, um, I called her and I said, okay, this is going to sound weird, but can you come to our hotel room? And like hang out with our kid all night. Like there's nothing more strange than asking us, you know, a girl that you don't know, please come to our hotel room and hang out. So I said, what I'll do is I'll invite another family there. So there'll be a couple of other kids, a couple of other adults. So like maybe it wouldn't be quite as intimidating. And she was totally fine and everything was lovely. She's like, I've done it before. Um, but there is that component of it's nice to have another family too. And also it helped out the other family. So anytime you can share something is great. Right. And it's kind of more fun for your kid too. 100%. Yeah. yeah. She had a much better time than just sitting in the hotel room with a stranger that she didn't know. You right. Know? One of the things that we're coming out with soon on Urban Sitter is your ability to see that the sitter has worked at a hotel multiple times. Because oh, okay. if I'm a sitter and I'm going to the, you know, Hyatt XYZ, whatever it is, if I've babysat there multiple times, I kind of get the, I understand how the rooms work. I understand mm-hmm. there's going to be like a sitting area and you as a parent going there feel more comfortable that the sitter has been to that property. And they know the deal. Yeah. yeah. And they know the deal. Um, well tell me then like, what do you see the trend happening for, um, childcare? Do you, are you seeing more and more users using, um, your services or is it more, like I've seen some other types of apps and similar services crop up. Do you think there's a lot of competition? There's starting to be more competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a few companies popping up that are kind of like the Uber of babysitting where it's more truly on demand. Yeah. And, and our, actually our response time is under three minutes mm-hmm. for last minute jobs. So it really almost is on demand. Mm-hmm. But I still think that you want to make a decision on who you're selecting. Like I just don't think in the childcare category, um, I don't believe that you just want someone assigned to you. I think no. you, you still want to know, okay, this is, this person is going to be a good fit for my child for the, for whatever reasons right. are your, you know, your key decision factors. Right. Yeah. I always have someone come over, um, like half an hour earlier. That's one of my hints. I like yeah. that. And just like, so I can hang out and talk to them and, um, get to know them a little bit. And also they can get to know me. And, and I always tell parents, if you have that sitter come a half an hour early and for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like a good fit. You can always find a reason to get out of it. You yeah. know, don't like, at the end of the day, we do as much as we can to help you find sitters we think are going to be a good fit for you or nannies. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, even if somebody has been fabulous for 10 other families, it's okay to go with your gut and say, you know what, this isn't the right person for whatever the reason might be for my family. Yeah. Any other childcare tips that you want to give out to parents? Well, a few things. One of the things that you, you were asking earlier about, you know, interviewing people and, and, and have, and how you vet people. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do if I'm talking to a reference, so if you are hiring a nanny or a sitter and you want to talk to someone they've worked for, one of my favorite questions is to say, wow, you know, Sarah sounds fantastic. If you could give her one piece of anonymous feedback, 
to change one of her behaviors, what would it be? Because then you get a good feeling. You, you, the parent's obviously going to give you a good review because they've been listed as a reference. But I always like to ask that question because they might say to me, oh, you know, Sarah is fabulous. The one thing I would say is that she's on her cell phone a little bit too much. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I come home and the dishes are always dirty. And then you as a parent can kind of decide – are you, can you live with that trade-off? And if it's the dishes and you're, you, you know, that's, you're fine with that, that's okay. But I think mm -hmm. it's really hard with references to pull out that information. I also like to ask them, um, what other duties did she have besides watching your kids so that your expectations of what the provider right. is going to do and, the, and theirs what are What is aligned. the general consensus on that? Because we've had some people come over who literally like clean the whole house. And I'm like, I come home and I'm like, this is the best night like of my life. It's like you got a vacation. Ugh. Yeah. And I come at like the playroom is cleaned up. The dishes are put away. And it's not like we have like a really dirty house anyway when someone comes over. But still it's like, that's awesome. And then other people, they don't do anything. So it's like, should you be clear from the beginning and say, Hey, I want you to do this. Or is it just like bonus? I think it's a combination. I think you can ask and say, you know, Hey, by the way, when she's asleep, I would love it if you can just, um, straighten up whatever you took out or whatever you played with. I think expecting somebody to clean up the mess that was already there, maybe a little bit much, but man, yeah. when I come home and they've gone above and beyond it, I mean, it, you know, at the end of the night when you come home and you're tired and that's all been taken care of, it's sure yeah. Um, fantastic. Yeah, there's nothing worse than coming home and, like, her playroom is just destroyed and we're just like, ugh. Like, because I know in the morning, the next day I'm going to have to clean so you it up have to or deal we'll, with it. we'll have to do it together or whatever. I think especially if you're hiring a recurring care provider, so let's mm -hmm. say you were getting somebody two afternoons a week or every day, I think one of my, you know, personal tips is that as awkward as it may be to lay all the groundwork out up front, even if you're someone who's very low key, laying it out up front always makes the relationship better in the long run. So everything. So it's from, very clear what the expectation is. And even is. spelling out expectations that you think should be obvious. So for instance, I would always tell a new nanny or a summer babysitter, Hey, I'm not comfortable with you bringing people into my home unless you and I have talked about it in advance and I've met them. And you and I might think that's like common I, sense. Yes, I know. I'm like, yeah. in my mind, that feels like it's a very common, uh, right. like and, common and sense I, thing. And then the sitter would be like, oh my gosh, I would never do that. And you're like, okay, great. Just got to check the box on this one. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think always just reiterating, my number one priority is my child's safety followed by entertainment and mm -hmm. whatever it might be. But beyond that, there's all these things that would be great if you can do them. But I understand that this is your top priority. And right. if you lay it out up front, front and then you give them a chance, you know, every few weeks or every quarter to kind of check in and see how things are going. I think mm -hmm. you end up with a better communication between the care provider. I think too, part of, you know, we're, we live in such a polite society, at least, you know, most of the time and people don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So if someone comes to your house and you don't want to be like, Hey, can you also like pick up after her? And, you know, and also don't bring any strangers into the house. Like you don't want to, um, be rude, especially if it's like your first meeting with someone. I think you can frame it though and just say, Hey, you know, this is all common sense, but th the mom piece of me just needs to check the box. I mean, yeah. you can frame it in a way that doesn't feel, um, belittling to the care provider. Right. Um, but I think it's hard. Uh, I hear women all the time tell me, Lynn, I manage 10 people in the office and I'm terrible with my nanny. Right. Right. And you hear that all the time because it's, you, because it's, it's very personal. Home. It's very in your personal. Home. Yeah. It's very personal. I assume everyone that comes over here is going through my underwear drawer. <laughs> you think that's true hopefully they don't have time for that I don't think that's true but but I think that idea that, I assume they're like are, all digging in my but stuff it's funny because when you bring someone in your home it feels mm -hmm. uncomfortable to lay the ground rules and sure. yet they're in your home and it feels like if there was ever a time to be up front but I I always kind of cushion it with um 
I know I'm going to sound paranoid right now, but I just feel better going through everything. And then that way there's no misunderstandings between us. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll say something like, you know, don't let my, don't let this list of ground rules, I don't want to call them ground rules, but don't let right. this like, you know, I'm actually a pretty laid back person, but I find it's better when we get this all out up front. Yeah. You can cushion it in a way that feels warm. That doesn't feel so demanding. Right. Um, well, well I, and then you always also ask at the end, mm-hmm. what are your expectations for me as a parent? Oh yeah. You give them a chance to talk, yeah. especially with a recurring care provider, because then they can say to you, um, you know, I'm okay staying late a couple times, but I really appreciate it when you text me, if you're going to be late, give them the chance to give yeah. you the same. There's kind been of a feedback. few times where we've had to be late and I feel so bad. Let's we're stuck in traffic. It's LA. Like even if we leave half an hour early, we're still half an hour late. But um, sitters always say, I feel so bad. Well, it happens. And sitters yeah. always tell us like, if the parent lets me know that it's happening, it's so much better than the clock going by. And then and actually, you're like, where are they? Well, and sitters start to worry about the parents. Like yeah. this is something I've learned through the business is that they don't, and they're not always assuming that the parent is out having like a second dessert or whatever right they, they start to actually worry about the parents and so yeah. um they just appreciate the heads up okay I will try to get better about that usually I tell people when we're leaving like hey there's a possibility we could come back later than the designated time um and I and I will always try to text them but sometimes if you're in a movie like yeah, you, you can't, can't really do anything text about it so um well this is great where can people find more information about urban sitter so we're at urbansitter.com or we have um both android and ios apps yeah. and then even for parents who aren't looking for a sitter we have a resource center and we talk about average rates by city best questions to ask when you're interviewing a sitter so you know even if you have somebody that you're working with through other resources like definitely check out our resource center because it has a lot of good information awesome okay well I'm gonna put all of that up on motherhoodandhollywood.com and thank you so much for for having me I know you're busy you're like on a whirlwind media tour so I appreciate you taking the time to come by thank you yay all right everybody that's gonna do it for me I hope you have a wonderful week and remember I'm not a perfect mom but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.